Good evening. Welcome to the regular meeting of the Blacksburg Planning Commission. Today is Tuesday, January 3rd, 2023, and regular meetings of the Blacksburg Planning Commission are held here on the first Tuesday of each month at 6.30 in the Roger E. Hedgepath Chambers of the Blacksburg Municipal Building, 300 South Main Street. Citizens may address the Planning Commission during specified times on the agenda and are requested to adhere to the following. Please speak at the podium, state your name and address, direct comments directly to the Commission. Please limit speaking time to a maximum of three minutes. Speak only once during a specific hearing or comment period. Please silence cell phones, show respect for all speakers, and allow all opinions to be expressed in a tolerant atmosphere. With that, we'll call the meeting to, uh, to order. May we have a roll call, please? Mr. Ford? Absent. Mr. Herbine? Here. Ms. Jones? Mr. Kassoff? Present. Ms. Reinhart? Here. Ms. Walker? Here. Mr. Watson? Present. And I am here, so we have a quorum. Thank you. And tonight's consent agenda uh, consists of four items. Um, the first being rezoning 22003, a request for an amendment to a previous rezoning ordinance of uh, 746 to modify a planned commercial PC zoning district, including permitted uses at 1055 Plantation Road. And the action is to, uh, to schedule a public hearing for February 7th, 2023. The next is CUP 22006, which is a conditional use permit for a mini warehouse on the planned commercial PC zoning district at 1055 Plantation Road. And the uh, proposed action is to schedule a public hearing for February 7th, 2023. The next is CUP 22007, a conditional use permit request for personal improvement services in the office zoning district at 2200 South Main Street by Stall Fitness. And the action there is to uh, schedule a public hearing for February 7th. The fourth and final item on the consent agenda is rezoning 22004 ordinance 2007, a request to rezone 44.85 acres of vacant land from RR1 rural residential one to PR planned residential at 1006 Wade Road by Meredith Jones of Eden Associates. <clears throat> and the action there is to schedule a public hearing for February 7th, 2023. And with that, do we have a motion for the consent agenda? I move approval of the consent agenda as presented. Second. We have a motion and a second. All those in favor of the motion? Aye. 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 Great. And we'll move on to public hearings. Before we start the public hearing, uh, Commissioner Colley has a statement to read. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I hereby declare that because of potential personal interest in a transaction and to avoid any appearance of impropriety, I am disqualifying myself from disqualifying myself from participating in the following matter: Ordinance 2002, Zoning Ordinance Amendment regarding small-scale production alcoholic beverages. The nature of my personal interest is as follows. I have an ownership interest in Collie Architects PC. Ordinance 2002 will develop zoning regulations to permit the small-scale production of alcoholic beverages in town. If adopted, it will permit the establishment of small distilleries and microbreweries. I am a member of the Planning Commission, which will review and make a recommendation, recommendation on Ordinance 2002. Collie Architects PC is providing services to a business that hopes to establish a facility that would operate under these zoning regulations if adopted. 
because it is responsibly, <coughs> I'm sorry, reasonably foreseeable this client may benefit from the adoption of these new regulations. I am disqualifying myself from participating in this transaction pursuant to Virginia Code 2.2-311A1. I will not participate in any vote, nor will I participate in the commission's discussion of this matter. With that, we'll move on to the public hearing, which is zoning, uh, or ZOA, Zoning Amendment 42, Ordinance 2002, an ordinance to amend the text of the town zoning ordinance to create, define, and regulate small-scale alcohol production facilities, including associated uses such as tasting rooms and retail sales. And we have a staff presentation by Ann McClone. There has been a growing interest both locally, regionally, nationally in small-scale operations for small-scale alcohol production with accessory uses such as tasting facilities or retail sales. So staff did do some research on the topic to try to look at what other communities were regulating, how they were approaching it. We also did a review of our own existing zoning regulations and we did come to that conclusion that we needed to have a zoning ordinance amendment to the tax. So all zoning ordinance amendments start with a referral resolution from town council. Last September, council referred this amendment to the planning commission for your consideration for you to make a recommendation to town council. So when we looked at our existing regulations, our code really only covers the idea of a brew pub, which is a small scale um, beer production, but in association with a restaurant. So it really didn't address this emerging trend of tasting rooms that are, might be a microbrewery, but could also be something like a micro distillery. So we wanted to address what happens with on-premise consumption when not part of a restaurant. And our code really only addressed the brewery. It didn't address the other types of small-scale alcohol production. So we wanted to uh, have a definitional system that could address these new uses and indicate what small-scale production was. So if we were amending the zoning ordinance, we wanted to be as broad as possible so we didn't limit it to just brewery or distillery. We also included cidery, meadery, seltzery, and winery. We looked at how to define the uses, how to group those uses together so we didn't have quite as many definitions. The definitions also needed to have some type of production limit of what is small scale and to account for the fact that most of these uses have accessory uses. Uh, just to be clear, this does not include any of the types of operations that are associated with farms in our rural districts. For this amendment, we're looking at the non-residential zoning districts, which are our commercial districts and our industrial districts, as well as research and development and mixed use. Uh, we also did some research on ABC licensing, which of course is an overarching regulations that all of these uses would have to comply with. So this is just a list of the sections of the zoning ordinance that are impacted. We've talked about those at several of your work sessions to kind of walk through what the changes are. And I'm just gonna kind of give you an overview of that this evening. We did group them together. So small scale brewery, cidery, and seltzery are grouped together. We again call out that this is not uses associated with a farm. We included a maximum production level, and for all of the uses, we've included it in both barrels and gallons, so it kind of, whichever unit of measurement you're using, and it also helps take into account the fact that not all barrels are the same size. We also then grouped winery and meadery together. Distillery is a little bit different, distilled spirits, so that one sits on its own. 
um, and again has that same uh, qualifier that it does not address anything that's associated with a farm and has its own maximum uh, capacity that you can distill. One of the other ideas that was discussed was having the ability to do an expansion of one of these facilities if your facility is doing well and after a year you find that on the same site you could expand. We wanted to provide that opportunity. So if we look at zoning districts, again, all we have in the code today is the brew pub. That is allowed by right within downtown commercial and general commercial. Just some examples that I think the community is familiar with. The maroon door is in downtown commercial. Lefties is in general commercial. So we needed to, to look at what non-residential districts do we want to allow these new uses? And should they be by right? Or when might they require a conditional use permit, which is a public hearing process? And again, allow for that idea of expansion. So this is the chart that was included in your information packet that we've kind of talked about. And pretty much any of the small scale operations we have allowed as permitted in any of those districts, which is downtown commercial, general commercial, planned commercial, research and development, industrial, planned industrial, and mixed use. And then allowing more by uh, expansion by CUP. So we did have to come up with use and design standards. Those are the standards throughout the zoning ordinance that apply to specific uses. So they're standards unique to that use. Um, as we look at different sites that these uses might go on, some of them may require a site plan and some of them may not. They may be going into existing buildings. So we wanted to create a way that we could be able to check and make sure that the use and design standards proposed are met. So the first one of the use and design standards is that prior to commencement of the use, a plan needs to be approved by the zoning administrator where you would show your parcel boundaries, you'd show site elements including the building location, if you have any outdoor seating, parking spaces, where your street access is, some area that you anticipate designated to use as loading, and any required buffers as well as the layout and square footage of each use proposed within the building. For new construction, we excluded additions of less than 50%. Then parking needs to be behind the front building line of the principal building. This is a common use and design standard, particularly in our commercial districts. But we did not want to rule out reuse of some of our existing buildings where there may be parking already in front of the building line. So we felt like if you were going to expand more than 50% of the existing size of the building, that would be the time to have that conversation about moving your parking to behind the building line. That's also true for the use and design standard about new construction where your street elevation and the principal windows have to, have, uh, have to face the street. Again, we wanted to exclude additions of less than 50% of the existing building footprint to help stimulate reuse of some of our existing buildings that might not currently meet that standard. We are requiring a buffer, a type B buffer, where it abuts a residential use, so a residence already exists next door, or vacant residentially zoned property where it is reasonable to anticipate residential may happen in the future. No, we do not allow any outdoor storage. An area for loading and unloading needs to be shown on the required plan, and it needs to be sited in a way that minimizes the impact on any surrounding neighborhood. You're allowed a maximum of one delivery vehicle stored on site. We didn't want, in some cases, if you have too many delivery vehicles setting, taking up too many of your customer parking spaces. There may be no delivery vehicles, but we just wanted to put that in, that you were welcome to have one stored on site. Uh, you do have to comply with all of the ABC regulations. Um, it's, the production is limited to what you produce. 
There are a few nuances to that. We talked about them at work session. I thought one of the interesting one was the uh, distillery where you can have add-ons to the distilled product, but you can't sell the add-ons separately. So this doesn't apply to those types of things, but it does mean that you are selling what you are producing as opposed to having your beer and 10 other beers. Pam, can I ask you a question about that? Sure. Um, does that include, like, if the same business has, let's say, a tasting room downtown um, and, I don't know, four distilling facilities somewhere else? You'll need to have some distilling on the site where you're having the tasting room. Uh -huh. um, it doesn't mean that all of your product has to come from that distilling. You could have a separate distilling facility if it's okay. all the same product and all the same entity. Okay, got it. Yeah, this was designed of I sell one small amount of a beer I distilled and then lots of beers I didn't make. Okay, yeah. So we kind of want to help support that small-scale local. I'm just part of the same company. Yes, making the same product. Um, if you're doing the production on site and packaging and retail sales, those should occur with inside the building. Uh, if you have a spent product from your process, you need to show how you plan to dispose of that in your plan. And just for informational purposes, when we required the Type B buffer yard abutting the residential uses or residential zoning, there are two versions of that. You can do an architectural buffer, which would include a six-foot screen, which is typically a fence or wall. That occurs within a 15-foot buffer yard with small evergreen trees. You can also do a wholly vegetative buffer. For that, you would need 30 feet, and that would be small evergreen trees and a row of evergreen shrubs. We also needed to add a parking requirement for this use, and we have done one that is one space per 50 square feet of seating or waiting area, and then one space for 400 square feet of space that's not devoted to seating or waiting. So the more intensive standard is designed for the customers who have come to the site. They're either uh, seated or they're in a waiting area waiting to be seated, and then a much larger percentage for the other parts of the facility that would be production, office, uh, those types of facilities. We did have a public meeting, which we do on all our zoning ordinance amendments. We were fortunate to have a local distiller there who provided some valuable information to us of things we don't know because that's not uh, our business day to day. Uh, it also goes to the Zoning Ordinance Review Committee. That is a subcommittee of the Planning Commission, and they held two meetings to kind of go through the bigger picture and give some input. And then your Planning Commission hearing is tonight where you make a recommendation to Council, and then our Council hearing follows next Tuesday on January 10th. And that completes my presentation, but I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. Any questions for Anne? Any discussion regarding the proposed zoning ordinance amendment? The only thing I would add is the town attorney did review it and he has put it in ordinance form. That has not resulted in any substantive changes to the content that you have reviewed. Okay, hearing no uh, questions for Ann or discussion from the dais, uh, is there any public comment regarding this proposed public hearing? Uh, just uh, please just state your name and address. And uh, Jason Hudson, 301 Hemlock Drive. Thank you. 
Uh, I am one of the distillers that is looking to do this. We just wanted to thank everybody for uh, considering the proposal. I think it's uh, a solid uh, transition from what's currently on the books to something that could be really beneficial in the future. So thank you. Thank you. Cool. Any further public comment? Do you want to address us as a member of the public? <laughs> Very well. All right. Um, with that under consideration, do we have a motion regarding the zoning ordinance amendment 42? I move planning commission recommend approval of ZOA number 42 uh, ordinance 2002 as presented by staff. I'll second. Great. So we have a motion and a second. We're prepared to vote. All those in favor of the motion? Aye. Aye. Great. Thank you. We'll move on to citizen comment. Um, this is a, at this point in time, you can address the commission on any issue, um, this hearing or otherwise. All right. Hearing none, we'll move on to unfinished business. Uh, the Zoning Ordinance Review Committee. You uh, have not met, but you, um, I meant to get them out before the holidays, but we are moving on to our next amendment, which is accessory apartments. Right. So you'll be getting an invitation for probably February meetings on that. Thank you. The Historic or Design Review Board. We have not met. We have no cases to, had no cases to review. The Montgomery County Planning Commission. Uh, Montgomery County Planning Commission met in December. Uh, they recommended denial of the expanded inert debris landfill um, on Walton Road that's been discussed for quite a long time. Um, so that's going back to the Montgomery County Board of Supervisors for a final review. Uh, they also reviewed the solar array project um, modifications um, that were submitted. They had a motion to recommend, but that failed with a four to five vote. So that is going to go into a delay process before it goes to the Montgomery County Board of Supervisors um, in February or March. And then finally, Montgomery County Board of Supervisors um, looked at the residential mixed use project on Peppers Ferry and put that on hold, um, mostly due to traffic on Peppers Ferry Road. Um, so they had a lot of feedback um, on traffic concerns and the single outlet on a Peppers Ferry Road. Thank you for that detailed report. A lot of those, all of those issues affect the town for sure. Thank you. Any additional items from planning commissioners on any considerations? Hearing none, we'll move on to new business chair's report. I have none. Planning director's report. Just you got the email from the town clerk about your disclosure forms. For those you brought them this evening, we will pass those originals along to the clerk. You can also bring them to your January 17th work session or drop them by the clerk's office yourself. But it does have to be the original with an original signature. Thank you. And we don't have our town council member tonight, so we don't have a town council report. So with that, we are adjourned. Thank you.